0: You are listening to episode 52 of the Engine Dad podcast. And on this episode, I talk about the first five episodes of Ultraman Orb. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Henshin Dad podcast. I am Wes and I am the and Dad and today I'm going to start a, well, a new little review series. Yes, I have 27 of them currently in the works right now, but one that is focused on the Ultraman show that I'm watching right now and that would be Ultraman Orb. Now, Ultraman Orb was the Ultraman series basically from July 2016 to I think around... I don't know, January or so, 2017, I'm not really sure. Oh, December 24th, 2016. Oh, hey, that's, that's pretty good. That's not too shabby, ending on Christmas Eve. And it ran for 25 episodes, and it is a pretty decent Ultraman series, and I'm really enjoying it. And you can watch it on Crunchyroll or VRV and all that jazz. And the reason I want to talk about this is, one, because I am currently watching it, and it's kind of getting its hooks in me a bit. And also because, you know, I'm just trying to get through a lot of the, the Ultraman seasons right now. I'm taking a little break from Kamen Rider and Super Sentai because I feel just a little bit burnt out on both of those franchises. And since Ultraman's getting such a big push to the north american region i really think that it's good to focus on that and there's not many ultraman podcasts out there so maybe i can help to uh fill that hole for you fill that gap in your knowledge and whatnot so you can be an ultra fan too so ultraman orb i'm going to cover this in batches of you know five episodes each because the show itself is 25 episodes so hey there you go five total episodes five episodes in each episode would equal 25 basic math I can do that and that is really cool because I am a teacher so uh, that's what I'm going to do but I'm not really going to get too much like into the nitty-gritty of the details and whatnot because while I don't know how the show is going to end or really where it goes from where I'm at right now it's really interesting but like I get really lost in a lot of the terminology. There's just so much lore here and things that I don't really, don't really understand in so many ways. I think that's just a fault of my own for not being as attentive possibly as I should be. But I digress. It's it's a fun little show. So I'm just gonna you know look at each episode real quick and give my general thoughts on that and just go from there. And I know there's also the Ultraman Orb, the origin series that's going on or that already went on, and I think that's about ten episodes as well. So if that is, then that's an extra two you know podcast episodes of additional content for you. So anyway, episode number one is called The Sunset Wanderer, and it aired on July 9th, 2016. And it's basically just like the introduction to the SSP, the something search people. Yeah, that's a great name. Trust me. That's just awesome. And the introduction of Guy, who is the, you know, Ultraman for the season. It's the dude that turns into the Ultraman. And they haven't really gone too much in his backstory right now, but I have a kind of a sense based on what I saw from Rube and... All that about who he is and what I've seen from the Origins series. But I won't really delve into that now. Suffice it to say, this is Guy. Not to be confused with Guy from, uh, what is it, Gokaiger, the Gokai Silver character. Not to be confused with Guy from Jetman. No, not to be confused with Kai, who, the guy who is playing Guy, also played in Common Rider Deno. It's, you know, it's a pretty common name, I guess. So, Guy, Kai, that's this guy's name. He is Guy. He is the cool guy. He wears a really cool outfit, honestly. He's got a sweet hat and he actually tries to keep his transformation secret which is really nice to see honestly i don't i haven't really seen that too much in ultraman seasons it's more like they just transform out in public and nobody ends up seeing them so he's actually like going into a photo booth in this episode i believe and he's actually like trying to keep things a secret and he's not really telling this ssp group which is cool and basically you know you got this big Butterfly effect and they're the SSP's investigating a typhoon and they're obviously totally like down on their luck. They have no money and they're just trying to I guess is the like their passion project, chasing monsters and weather phenomena and whatnot. And you see Guy go through his first transformation using cards, which is, you know, different from what uh has been done in other shows obviously because i think ginga and it looks like even x i just started x today and i'm only about halfway through the first episode but they use spark dolls and jeed uses capsules and rube used crystals and so you know each series has to have their own toy gimmick uh the cards feel a little less toyetic in that regard especially in comparison to the spark dolls because those are just to- toys like it's just straight up dolls <laughs> that they just produce and they're just the vinyl figures so I I like that, and the fact that he's uh, referring to each Ultraman with such an honorific, like he says Ultraman San, Tiga San, and whatnot, and he's asking him in a very polite way to lend them, lend him their powers, definitely goes to say say like where this guy considers them, like the the position of honor that he has for them. So episode one was pretty straightforward. It's it's about what you expect. I felt a little bit quiet and subdued in some areas, and a little too frenetic in others. But overall, you know, first episode, it, it's pretty good. The second episode, um, it's been a while since I've actually seen this one, but basically the SSP is having a lot of trouble because other websites are plagiarizing the videos and such that they took, and they're not too happy about that. And you really get a first introduction to the character of Juggler. Now, I don't really know anything about Juggler at this point other than the fact that he and Guy have some kind of past, but I don't know what it is yet. But he is a really cool, like... Man, you can almost see, like, the crazy and sadistic nature to him. He's just really, like over the top in his acting and he's i, I really think that i mean it's such a cool name too juggler i mean it's as like ominous as calling you know the batman villain the joker so that's i, I don't know i think that's cool I'm not that i'm necessarily making a comparison between batman and joker here but they are former allies it seems but they're enemies now and that's basically all i can get from that but it's really cool and there's you know sinkholes going around and you see you know uh guy getting the Ultraman Taro fusion card and whatnot which is good you know he, he's gaining powers of other Ultraman. and that's pretty much that uh the episode three oh I didn't say uh episode two was the King Demon Beast of Earth which aired on July 16th 2016 Monstrous Waters is the title for episode three and it aired on July 23rd 2016 and this is the one I I, I stopped after episode one and two for quite a while but this is the one I picked up just a couple days ago and what kept me to what got me to really start sticking with the series because the whole water supply in the town and everywhere that they go is just really like stinky water, like really disgusting water and they can't, you know, drink out of it or they can't do much with it. So, you know, it's more comedic because guy wants to go use a hot spring and, uh, which, you know, he can't do because the water's all foul. And the one male character in the SSP, obviously, I don't know his name because I'm really bad at names. But he's also, you know, wanting to get clean and whatnot. But you really, like, get his uh, character growth here. Really, all of the SSP get some really good growth here in the fact that, yeah, they're doing it so that their, you know, website is popular and that they get a lot of hits. But also because... I don't know they just they just want to protect people and that's cool and that's really nice to see. It's nice to see that you know even though they, they, they some of their motivations are a little bit skeevy they just really want to make sure that they're helping people and that if somebody can see the reports on their website first and that gives them just one extra minute to evacuate so that they can get away from the monsters, then that's that's a good motivation. They, they feel like that's worth it, and I like that. I like that in my team that they're really trying to look out for the good of humanity, not just for the good of themselves or the good of their family or the good of their friends, but the good of everyone. And that I think uh, Guy is also pretty appreciative of that. And you see a really cool little fist-to-fist fight with, between Guy and Juggler in this episode as they're fighting over that orb ring that a guy gets taken from him, which is kind of really neat, and it shows off a little bit more of the choreography here. Um, episode four is Beware of Fire in the Midsummer Sky, and that aired on July 30th, 2016. This episode showed a lot here. I mean, obviously, since I lived in South Korea, I totally get the idea of, like, a super hot heat wave, and, man, it can get really brutal, really brutal in that region. And it's close enough to Japan, to where the, the climates are very similar. And you have this mysterious fireball in the sky that's just causing the area to just be overheated and whatnot and nobody's happy with that for sure and you also see uh guy and he transforms into ultraman but he you see the like the first appearance of the timer i believe it might not be the first one but it's one of the first appearances of the timer and him actually having to do like a desperate attack to try to beat the timer which he doesn't necessarily do and then you see this really interesting thing where the fireball is out in space and there's these spaceships going after it And these spaceships looked familiar, and I'm pretty sure they're in other Ultra series, and I just enjoy that kind of continuity. Whether or not, you know, everything takes place in one giant timeline, or whether different seasons take place in different continuities, and all that, that remains to be seen. As far as I can tell, things work together pretty well, even better than the Super Sentai timeline, to be honest. And I I just like how they're, like, keeping that kind of continuity. Even if these aren't directly taken from another season, I kind of believe they could be because, one, I mean, you've got lots of... Ultraman, I guess, is just known for having a really, really tight budget. So, you know, there goes that, honestly. But it would just make sense. I got these 3D models. They might as well use them. So, whether or not it actually is, it just speaks to, like, a grander... Uh, force against various alien threats, which has been seen in so many other different Ultraman series. And I'm thinking, you know, in particular right now, the Ultraman Netflix series has this force going against the aliens that are coming to Earth and whatnot. So, you know, if they're trying to keep in continuity in that regard, not necessarily with the Netflix series, but with other Ultraman seasons, I, I like that. But, you know, overall, like, I think my best part, my favorite part, actually, is the fact that he gets uh, Ultraman Zero's card. And I just really am a big fan of Ultraman Zero ever since I saw him first in the Ultra Mega Monster battle directed by Koichi Sakamoto, I believe. Him against Belial. That was just pretty sweet. So episode five, the last episode I'm talking about today, is A Heart That Won't Run Away. Aired on August six, two thousand sixteen, and this one is a little strange in so many ways because you have this alien dressing up, uh, taking the form of a schoolgirl, but then also uh, having the alien form with the outfit on. I don't know, it's a little, it was a little weird, but to me personally, but he kidnaps uh, Naomi, Naomi, Naomi uh, whatever her name is, because I'm just really bad with names, guys. And I don't know, I don't like the fact that she's always kidnapped. Basically, she is like the damsel in distress, and I'm noticing the same thing with Ultraman Ginga as well. And I hope that. Uh, they front load that at the beginning of the season so they don't necessarily have to do that too much at the end um but you know guy goes and saves her and doesn't necessarily even give away his identity which is weird how he can keep it secret for so long to be perfectly honest but they learn more about guy and he reluctantly accepts refuge basically at the base that they're at after they offer and you know he's kind of one of the gang now and he's just hanging out and uh that's pretty much it i mean i mean there's not much else to say i mean that's the first five episodes it's really just setting up for a lot i can tell that from here on out it's going to get a little bit more bigger and grander and obviously with the origin series I that goes way back to wherever their home planet is and that's neat and everything but you, you see the mystery getting uncovered and obviously you have the two guys at the base who are pretty convinced that guy is ultraman orb so you know there's that going for it but I like it I really like these first five episodes and I'm really looking forward to talking about the next five and I really just want to binge through this whole season, but I also want to take it slow because, you know, it's it's a brand new thing to me. And I'll be getting the Blu-rays again anyway in like the next two months. So I don't necessarily have to like bust through it as quickly as possible. And I'll have the movie on it too, so I can talk about the movie. So there you go. That is the first five episodes of Ultraman Orb. I hope you enjoyed it. I can definitely feel the heat right now as I'm recording in my car and it feels like summer right now. It feels just like episode four or so. <laughs> or episode five. No, episode four, yeah. Yeah, heat in the midsummer sky, yeah. So thank you for listening. Let me know what your thoughts are on Ultraman Orb and whether I'm totally crazy or not. I have no idea. I'm not very self-reflective, apparently, about my fandom. So, you know, let me know what your thoughts are on these first five episodes or where the series goes. And, you know, give me a couple hints about what I can expect from here on out. It sounds pretty awesome. It looks pretty awesome. And I know that Orb is held in pretty high regard among a lot of fans. So looking forward to it. And yeah, thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you later. Complete. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hench and Dad podcast. If you have any questions or comments for me, you can reach me at Twitter at Henshin Dad. That's H-E-N-S-H-I-N-D-A-D. Or you can send me an email at henchandad at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please, please, please go ahead, rate, review, subscribe, whatever it is that you want to do to show your support for this program. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And until next time, Cast off.